Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast. So called. Because we're alternative. <laughs> and. And. <laughs> that joke's never going to get old for us. It's never, it's never going to not be funny. But apparently it's getting old for everyone else that's in the room, <laughs> because, because we are doing it live today. We are, so we're recording live from our friend Pamela's uh, bedroom. In in, which makes a change from doing it in my bedroom, actually. Yeah, because so we usually I, do it in my it's bedroom. quite exotic, really. So if everyone, everyone want to say hey. hi. Yeah. Hey. Thank you, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Proof they have friends. Yeah, we're, not, we're like, yeah, we're doing this live, and we're just inserting the laugh track later. <laughs> like distortion of the actual microphone. <laughs> um, let's get the first beer going. Let's get the first beer going. So, I'm... We- we got all Bristol local ones today. Yeah, we did. Which is exciting because oh, we got cider as well because apparently Bristol cider is a thing. In fact, we had one earlier, didn't we? We it did. And I struggle with cider, uh, so this is going to be an event. To be fair, your cider earlier was just it was apple, apple juice. juice. There it was. was <laughs> I don't even think it was alcoholic. So. And I yeah. struggle with apple juice. I'll be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's crack open the first one. Oh, oh it does work. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's. That's as Pam's Australian bottle opener, and it's uh, yeah, it makes noise. She said it was broken, <laughs> so we were like, "Oh, that'll be fine." So we start with the cider. We are starting with the cider, and I'll tell you one thing that I learnt recently on Facebook, Brian, as I pour the first cider. What is that? Uh, and that's that. Really, you're we're supposed to be pouring with a larger head on our beers, especially if they're coming from bottles. See, I kind of knew that, but I also I'm not a massive fan of massive head on beer. Well, the, what it was saying is, right? Should we just and take it on the nose? It smells like apples. It smells <laughs> like mouldy apples. <laughs> oh, that's very tangy. Oh my god, that it's is. A, it's a little bit. That's bitter. It's bitter, a bit like mouldy cheese. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of that's kind of smoky. You remember when we had that lava beer? Yeah. I compared so many beers to that lava beer. There's like a tiny bit of smoke, and I'm like, it's that lava beer. Is that back from the one beer that you've ever tried? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's nice. I can dig it. I preferred that other one I had earlier. What was that? Sweet to... Uh, Sheppy Sweet. Sweet. Thank you, Pam. So, going back to pouring beers with a larger head, it's because when they're in bottles, there's a larger amount of carbonation. So, when you drink them, you feel all bloated because you all of the bubbles come out in your stomach. Whereas, if you pour them with a larger head, the CO2 gets released and then you don't feel as bloated. Oh, shit. I'm going to start doing that then. Because yeah. that's a big problem for me, is feeling bloated when I'm drinking yeah. beers, from, especially from bottles. Right. What do we do on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about uh, certain things that have happened in our lives, and we talk about, well, just commute stories, things like that. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, since our last podcast, this is our first one properly back at work, because the last one, we had the Christmas period in we between did. it, didn't we? So, um, have you got any commuter horror stories, or just stories? Uh, do I have any commuter horror stories? I did have... Uh, I got on at City Thameslink... Yeah. Shout out to City Thameslink it's, for being a place. It's an alright station. <laughs> uh, and then walked to St Paul's. And there was just like a series of unfortunate events, really, where I just saw a man fall over. <laughs> he, he saw, it was one of those ones where he saw a pigeon, tried to move out the way of the pigeon, and the pigeon got a little bit scared as well. <laughs> and the pigeon took off in front of him, and he did that sort of like trip where you trip and catch yourself. <laughs> Um, and don't actually fall over. So that that was an event yeah. <laughs> in my life. 
But have you got any commuter horror stories? I have a fucking commuter horror story. Okay. So right. we're sat here in Bristol right now. <laughs> 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 but I should have been sat here in Bristol last night. Um, but I got on the train, and apparently there was a third rail problem at Farringdon. Third rail. Yeah. It's always going wrong. Because it changes at Farringdon, like mm. the it changes from overhead to the third rail. Underneath. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it just clogged all the trains up, and I missed my coach. So my dad, very kindly, drove me up this morning. Oh, what a good bloke! What a great guy! Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> to my dad. <laughs> um, Which is funny because we've also given a shout out to my mum, and and I think your mum as well for cooking me dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so um, your dad's being left out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, listening, Kevin Tip Lady. <laughs> shout out. Fuck your ideas up. <laughs> do, do something shout out worthy. Uh, so I'll tell you one thing that happened at work, Brian, mm-hmm. which is a very, it was a very, very bizarre day on Thursday. So we went to this sort of training event type thing that was all about understanding your customers. Oh, God. And yeah. So I just want to preface this story by saying I am a social justice warrior. I think that social justice is so important and that acknowledging your privilege is a really, really important thing that we can do to un- help, help understand each other. Yeah. What I don't like <laughs> is being made to feel bad because other people have life worse. Mm. And so we had a training session run by Fearless Futures and I'm calling you out, Fearless Futures. <laughs> because... This was done in such an insensitive way. So we, we get into the room and the the chairs are set out in a circle. So uh, immediately it's like sort of AA type vibes. It's like very, <laughs> oh, confess your sins type thing. Mm. And so we get in and the second activity is close your eyes, sit down. And then stand up if if this apl- phrase applies to you. Can I pause you there? That you had to close your eyes and then sit down. Yeah, that's that's, that's quite irresponsible. I think. <laughs> that is quite. <laughs> it's not the first irresponsible thing they did. So when we were sat down, they said, "Stand up if any of these apply to you. If you've ever been made to feel uncomfortable by a joke about your race or gender at work, stand up." And then you hear people standing up. Mm-hmm. And then if you've ever felt that someone else um, has benefited because they were a, of a different race or gender to you, um, stand up. And so, like, this is sort of fairly standard stuff, and, like, I, it might be bringing back memories that are sad and quite painful, but I felt like it was almost acceptable within the um, context of things. And then they said, if you've, if you've ever been sexually assaulted, stand up. <laughs> And then I was like, this is going to a really weird place. Mm. Like, we don't know these people, and they're asking us to confess their stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they were just going through all these sorts of things of, like, well, you can't have any perspective of who your customers are unless you are... the, the Unless you fit into these categories of being sort of black, being trans, being all these things, and then having a go at you when you weren't. Yeah. Um, I feel like that, I mean, in regards to, you know, the sexual assault thing, that's... That's none of their business. Yeah, and that could be quite, for want of a better word, triggering. It really, like, that's the purest sense of the word triggering. For what it literally is supposed to mean, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I had a thing like that when I was in secondary school, but it wasn't that intense. It was more about being bullied and stuff. Yeah. It was like, stand up if you've been bullied. And the, the, the irony was that it was a room of majority... The majority of the people in that room were women. The majority were non-white or mm. um, minority ethnic. So they were having a go at a group of racially diverse people for not being racially diverse <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, which was, it was just a very weird thing. And so I, we, I was walking, because that, especially that sexual assault question made me feel really, really uncomfortable. But then it's that thing of like, you blame yourself. It's like, oh, why, why are you doing this? And then afterwards, we were talking about it and we were like, that was weird. That was a really uncomfortable position to be put in by strangers. Mm. I mean, I imagine that was the point. It, I mean, it was, but they weren't, like, if... If someone was substantially upset by it, they weren't psychologists. They were just two women who were just making us go to really, really painful emotional places. And they weren't qualified to deal with that. Yeah. They were just some bozos off the street. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Fearless Futures. Fair play for calling them out. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I just I always like spat my drink out a little bit. <laughs> But actually, on on that note, I think with stuff like that, it is important to call out stuff like that, and not just that, but I mean like in general, because I feel like if that had happened to me, I probably wouldn't. I would probably would have said like this unnamed thing or whatever. Mm. But actually, if you think about it, if you go on Yelp, no one's being like, yeah. <laughs> no one's being like, oh, I'm not going to name what this thing was, but it was bad and I had a bad experience with it. So it's just a bad review essentially. But then I guess. Because when I did my radio show for three years, there was there's certain things you kind of can't say in terms of like libel and slander and stuff, but yeah. that isn't because you just it happened to me. Yeah, and that's how you felt about the experience. Or whatever. Yeah. Ugh, this cider is um, it's very tart. You've drank none of that. I know. I've been talking. You I've need... been telling my story. Okay, I'll talk for a bit. Yeah. Will I? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to talk about? Um, I'm quite excited. Right, so also today we got these Bristolian beers. So we've only got this one cider because Ben doesn't like cider. I hate cider so much. And but the other three are beers, local beers. And I've also got some Buckfast, um, which <laughs> I was saving for later. But I think it's good. It's going to be a good idea to crack it open and have a taste on the podcast because it's yeah. it's. Uh, Unique, <laughs> to for say any, the least. For anyone overseas, what's its sort of reputation? Uh, it's generally the thing that Scottish alcoholics drink, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Scottish students. <laughs> and um, sometimes those two things intersect. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty big in Scotland, essentially, despite being made in Devon by the monks of Buckfast Abbey. So, yeah. Um, bottle of Bucky. Also made an appearance in The Simpsons. Bet you can't guess who was drinking it. Mo? Uh, no, it was Willie. Groundskeeper Willie? Because oh, he's Scottish. Willie. Oh, that fucking sunk like a <laughs> lead weight. Jesus Christ. Um, We're also, such a team. We are. We are a powerhouse team. Power team. Um, we have these stunning t-shirts on that Phoebe so we lovingly... We do, so shout ordered. out to Phoebe yeah. Kajari. So for I being want, the best Kajari. I want to give her a round of applause. <laughs> the best Kajari. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the so, only Kajari we know. So you probably know our alternative twats logo that Brian so delightfully designed. Oh yeah, I did. We're do that. wearing pink t-shirts. Yeah, with this, it on. yeah, it's uh, this is something. 
So, I'm like, I'm, my nipples are a bit erect. So, it, j- <laughs> j- just so that you can picture what it says, it says alternative, and then it's TW, and then an <laughs> <Yeah>. at sign. <laughs> With an S on the end. With an well. S on the end. Yeah. Which is different to our social, social media. media. which <laughs> has a four in the place of the at symbol. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you been listening to this week? You know what? No, you do yours. You do yours. I always ask you first. So. Yeah, that is the way that we. Generally... Well, I was going to say I'll do mine first, so you can drink. But um, we'll get on. You just say yours, and then. Uh... Okay. Okay. So I've been listening to a lot of New Young Pony Club, which I feel like I say every week. But I was going to every... say I feel like you've definitely said that before. Every week I listen to a different one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best New Young Pony Club song <laughs> ever. Um, so I'm just going to see what my. I type in new and new rules by Dua Lipa comes yes. up, which is also a banger. What a banger. Um, sorry, I'm just going to reach across and grab my phone so that I can look at what I've been listening to. I've been listening to Ice Cream, which is that I can give you what you want. I can give you ice cream, make it feel like. <laughs> it was on an advert. <laughs> sure, it was, Ben. You. F- <laughs> I'm unappreciated on this podcast. Send help. <laughs> Send help. Um, so yeah, new. But yeah, you listen young... to more music. So just, just is that it? Just that just one song. Blast me in the face with whatever you've got. Well, <laughs> <coughs> I've been listening to Lord's melodrama album a fucking bunch. In fact, I've had to stop listening to it because I listened to it so much that I was like, it was, I was peaking on starting to get bored of it, and I didn't want to do that because it's a fantastic album. Um, Green Light obviously is a banger. Um, Never heard of it. You'll know it if you heard it. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good song. Um, the Louvre is a great song. Hard Feelings slash Loveless. Uh, Writer in the Dark. It's a great album. Homemade Dynamite. Sober. Just all the songs. <laughs> just every every song. I tell. Sorry. No, go on. I'll tell you what I have been listening to, which is a series on Radio Four called Stone about a um, homeless shelter that is burnt down and it's it follows the sort of conspiracy of like who burnt down the homeless shelter was it tr- to try and murder this person was it to try and uh, murder that person and we're on episode 9 of 10 at the moment so Ooh. I'm very stressed about this <laughs> I will, this is not a spoiler to say that we were on a cliffhanger and my god there are, I can see seagulls right now <laughs> that's how much of a cliffhanger we're on um, I've also been listening to a lot of opera Opera? Yeah. You do not strike me as an opera boy. I'm a big fan, especially when I'm cooking. And if there's one thing that maybe you know about me, it's that I love cooking. Big, big Papa Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Loves a bit of cooking. I do. Um, but yeah, Ness and Dorma uh, is probably my favourite song ever. Like, of all time, full stop. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. That's probably my all time favorite song. Overtaking Dua Lipa's new rules. I mean, that's like <laughs> my wow. favorite song at the moment. I think, like new. Well, no, I don't even know if New Rules is my favorite Dua Lipa song. To be fair, um, and uh, yeah, I think <sighs> yeah, Nathan Dormer. But this, I've got this whole like opera's greatest hits album downloaded to my Apple Music, and it's <laughs> fantastic. Um, but I've been listening to that a lot, and it just if I need to chill out, then that's it. Because yeah, I, I Nathan Dorman needs to get played at my funeral. 
<laughs> like that's it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, please everyone take note yeah. just in case. I mean, I, I think I've got something on that day, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I've been listening to Don Broco's Technology album. It actually officially comes out on the second of February, but they've released like six songs from it already out of sixteen. So, you know, it's still got a lot of the Decent albums to go. But um, yeah, that's been fantastic. Uh, the nineteen seventy five, as usual. <laughs> uh, a monomath again. I was listening to that today. Oh, and of course, Paramore, because last week on Friday went to see Paramore at the O2, and it was amazing. Like they put on such a good show as I sort of expected them to. Mm. But it was just, it was, it was just fantastic. And Haley Williams looked amazing. Like her hair was just fantastic, and she was wearing this incredible outfit, and her dance moves were amazing. And her and Zach had this like amazing choreographed dance routine to French Class, which is a song by Zach's side project, Half Noise. But it was just, it was just all wonderful. Also, I watched Baby Driver recently again, so I've been mm-hmm. like back into the Baby Driver soundtrack, which has some great songs on it, uh, such as Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer Blues Explosion. John Spencer Blues Explosion. Yeah. What what a band. <laughs> yes, indeed. B A B Y by Carla Thomas, which is just beautiful. Easy by the Commodores. You know, easy like Sunday morning. That's yep. uh, Deborah by T Rex and Deborah by Beck as well. Two different <laughs> Deborah songs. They're just double Debs. Fab. He's double Debbing. He's double Debbing. Uh, tequila uh, by Button Down Brass as well. I do love tequila. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. one. Um, so yeah, that uh, I've been listening to Bob Dylan. I was listening. To, I got back on the David Brent album on the. <laughs> Me and my dad both love the David Brent album. Um, Slough. Yeah, well, we were driving through Slough, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I think it's appropriate to put Slough on." Um, so that sort of sparked that up again. I, speaking of sparks, ooh. I've also been listening to The Spark by Enter Shikari um, a fair amount because that's a wonderful album. Um, that's definitely worth your time uh, if you haven't given it a listen yet. Also, I'm seeing... Well, just to on, interrupt go you, I'm going to open our Wiper and True uh, Pale Ale Kaleidoscope. You know I love a pale ale. I think if anyone knows anything, <laughs> it's that Brian Smith loves a pale ale. <laughs> I do love a pale ale. And, oh my God. <laughs> I do apologise for this bottle opener. <laughs> Crikey. Um... <laughs> I just I wish it was like more intelligible because yeah. like, that's not no, there's that's gonna be nothing on the when, on the podcast like recorded. Write in and tell us what you think. It's like. <laughs> you know what I mean, I kind of repeated it just then. <laughs> but next time we still got two bot- bottles to open. Um, yeah, I'm seeing Pup in London next week. Pup. Uh, Pup. Well, I say next week in sort of two on the second no third of February. So actually, it'll be the day before the next podcast comes out. Um, yeah, Pup, who are fantastic punk band from Canada, um, and in fact, um, what's his name? (laughs) 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 The one who plays Mike in Stranger Things, what's his name? Finn Wolfhard. Obviously Finn Wolfhard. He... He got his career. An accurate description of the man. Yeah, he got his career from appearing in pup music videos. Oh. Um, in an interview recently, because he's there's there's two music videos that he's in. One was bef- way before Stranger Things, and the other one was actually after Stranger Things. Um, and he said in an interview recently that he'd be nowhere without those pup videos, which really like 
Yeah, that's, that is a really nice origin story. Yeah, but um, the videos are fantastic. The videos for Guilt Trip and Sleep in the Heat by Pup. Are, they, they follow one story, so if you watch the Guilt Trip one first and then Sleep in the Heat video. Um, I think I've got some like sediment in this. Hang on. <laughs> well, you know that we love sediment. <laughs> and yeast. <laughs> and yeast. <laughs> I, I should have swallowed that before I said that. I, I, I'll tell you one thing that I have been listening to, and it's John Finnemore's Sound, which is an award-winning comedy sketch show. It's on Radio 4, it's free to listen if you live in the UK, and my god, it is so hilarious. So one of the sketches is... Hello? Oh, hi Sigmund, how's it going? Hi Mum, uh, yeah, it's going good. Did you read my book? Yeah, I, I did, Sigmund. Um, yeah, so did, did you like it? Sorry, Sigmund Freud. Um, <laughs> did you did you mean everything that you wrote in there? Oh uh, yeah, Mum. So did you like it? And she's like, uh. <laughs> and just the awkwardness that plays out between. That is beautiful. Yeah, as it, you said, Sigmund, and he was like, "Hi, Mum." I was like, "Oh God, here we go." That's oh, that's beautiful. So um, I would very much recommend listening to John Finnamore's sound. Um, what else have I been listening to? I'm just trying to think. I'm going on my recently played. Um, oh, I was listening to the Catfish and the Bottlemen's The Balcony album yesterday. That's a good album. That's with like Kathleen and, and all that sort of thing. <laughs> I've just figured out how to give my dad a shout out, actually. Oh, go on. So, shout out to Kevin Tip Lady, <laughs> who <laughs> went to uh, see Harry Hill this week, who's doing a sort of... Um, where comedians do the show but it's unfinished like that sort of thing where they're testing out their new material right yeah and he saw Harry Hill about 20 years ago so I, before I was born so it was like 25 years ago where he did a sketch where he built it up and he built it up and he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a massive finisher I'm gonna have a massive finisher I'm gonna light fireworks I'm gonna light fireworks and then he brought out this tiniest tiniest little indoor firework <laughs> that went <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, this, I really like Harry Hill. I, Harry Hill is fantastic. So what? One of his jokes uh, from the set was, um, "Does anyone have a contactless card? Does anyone like their contactless card?" Yeah, I really like my contactless card. I really like my contactless card. But I'll let you in for a secret. Every time I do it, I make a little bit of contact. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Harry Hill is such a genius. Such a genius. Oh, God. That is... Uh... <laughs> oh, speaking of comedians, actually, I watched... Um, I was very ill last Sunday. He was on his deathbed. <laughs> I pretty much was. I, it was something else. That was the most ill I've been in a very long time. Um, then it lasted a couple of days, but I'm completely fine now. As I'm drinking beer, I think I'm all right. <laughs> um, but I watched this comedian on Netflix... And his first name is Hassan, and I'm trying to remember his last name because he just kept referring to himself as Hassan Bai, which is what his sister refers to him as. But I can't. He's Indian. Well, his family is Indian. Um, he's from uh, California, so uh, I'm ethnically I'm, Indian. Yes. Um, well, his, yeah, and his like parents are and stuff. Hang on. His name is Kassan Minaj, and uh, the, the comedy special is Homecoming King. But it was really good because it's it's like it's stand up comedy, but it also he he's talking about like racial issues and stuff, and but also he's just talking about having like Asian parents and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there's like there's some really powerful stuff in it as well as it just being funny. 
mm. like his experiences of racism and stuff like that, and how like after nine eleven happened, he they his they got a phone call in their house, and his he went to answer it because he thought it might be like a girl calling, and his dad like rushed and answered it, and they both picked up a different phone so they could both hear. Yeah, and this guy was like, uh, just started like spewing racial slurs that Jeez. I'm not going to repeat on the podcast. Yeah, um, involving the word sand for example, mm. uh, and then told them that he's going to come and fucking kill them. Jesus. And then, like, their car got smashed up. And, like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, but, it, like, so, you know, there's some powerful stuff in there like that. But also, it is really good stand-up comedy, so I'd recommend that. That's Hasan Minaj's Homecoming King. And because you watched that on Netflix, didn't you? Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing that I am absolutely loving at the moment, mm. and that is Riverdale on Netflix. Hmm. I love Riverdale. <laughs> it is the trashiest show. It's that's really you, teeny, isn't it? <laughs> you've ever seen, and it's always like, oh, so all of these problems could be avoided <laughs> if only our characters were not as deeply flawed as they were written. <laughs> so there's a character called Cheryl. Shout out to Cheryl because she's so attractive. Uh, and everyone is on the show because it's an American show set with teenagers. Everyone's got a six pack. Even the little nerdy kid has got a six pack. There's, there's a dog that runs past. It's got a six pack. <laughs> you can't get on the show unless you have a six pack. So, yeah, it's always like, oh, but then why would they do this? Dun dun dun. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> Also, show, wait, are you done talking about Riverdale? So I, yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it was midway in the season and it has come back. And so, if you want to talk to me about it, just talk to me because I need some social contact. <laughs> this is this is the most social you get. Yeah. Just talking to me on this podcast. Um, I started watching a show that is a Netflix original recently, and I have become obsessed. But now I'm in the difficult place where the episodes are twenty minutes long, and now they're coming out weekly. And it was great when I could just watch episode after episode, but now I'm at the end, and it's every Friday. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't mind if it was 45-minute long episodes, but I have to wait a week for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's like difficult. going back to the olden days of, like, oh, back when I was young, <laughs> you only watched things on the telly when they were on the telly. <laughs> None of this watching what you want on demand, <laughs> face flicks or whatever you've got. But, yeah, it's, it's called The Good Place. And it is phenomenally good. Have you watched it? Brian Brian Smith. Brian, my good friend Smith. You will never know. Well, you will because I'm about to tell you. <laughs> what I watched this morning. <laughs> Do you watch The Good Place? I watched The Good Place. So The Good Place is so good. And it's so good for me specifically. For no one else. Re- like I feel like the reason why it's good for me is very different to why it's good for everyone else. Okay. I studied philosophy at university. <laughs> it is riddled they name drop so many philosophers it's like oh yeah yeah so that's like uh kantian moral philosophy i'm like i understood that (laughs) i get that reference i get that reference (laughs) but yeah it's um the the premise of the show is that this this woman wakes up eleanor shellstrop yes and she gets told that she's in the good place which she's, is which is heaven. Yeah, she's died and she's gone to heaven essentially. Called the good place and the and hell is called the bad place. And she is told and commended in heaven for all of her like achievements in life, but none of them are hers and she's like Yeah, she was a bad person. Well she's yeah, she was a bad person and she's like, I'm not supposed to be here. 
essentially. And that's what I'm going to say because anything else might be a spoiler. But it is some of the cleverest writing and some of the, like the most well thought out comedy. Like the it's funny and it's very because I remember watching the trailer and thinking this probably isn't going to be for me. Mm. It's very it's very bright, which yeah. makes sense because it's like set in heaven and you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you ever see anything from the bad place, it's, it's dark and dreary. So it's well done, but Ted Danson. I love Ted Danson. Wait, which one's Ted Danson? The guy who plays Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ted Danson is incredible in it. How far into it are you? <laughs> I'm up to date. I was watching oh, the newest episode this morning. The just my, Him at the end of season one is just... He's perfect, and his performance is fantastic. Like, it's just a comedy show, but he's so good. And the thing is, like, it sets itself up as such a trashy comedy show. Yeah, uh, like, just, just about, like a normal yeah, kind of comedy. It's like, like, it could be the Big Bang Theory, but it's written <laughs> so cleverly yeah. that actually... It's like the Game of Thrones of com- of sitcom, I think. It's just wonderful. And yeah, and the, the writing is just superb. Shout uh, out to The Good Place. And if you like Kristen Bell as well, she is the main character, Eleanor Shellstrop, um, who voice- also voices Anna in Frozen, for fun fact. <laughs> uh, but she was also like Veronica Mars. and. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I knew I recognised her for something. Yeah, I mean, I never watched Veronica Mars, yeah, but I'm aware I, that but she I, exists I have seen adverts that. for Veronica Mars. Know that that exists yeah. in our timeline. Also, been watching uh, Fargo. Now, I am a huge fan of Fargo. Is that the series? Yes. Because, I mean, I've seen the film. So, the with, film. With Martin Freeman? Yes and no. Cool. So, the film, Coen Brothers film, came out in the 90s. Fargo, uh, it's got Steve Buscemi in it um, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> and some people who got paid to do acting. Yeah, and it's a great film. It's about an hour and a half long. Phenomenal film set in Minnesota. Uh, well, no, sorry, set in Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they made it into a TV series. Uh, the first series has Martin Freeman in as the main character, and it's set in in Minnesota. And he's phenomenal. He's, he's so amazing. good. He's because so good. You don't even know he's English. His yeah. Minnesotan accent is so good. The Minnesotan accent is is very Canadian. It is, yeah. Um, and and their their attitude is very Canadian as well. They're very nice. Yeah. All the time. And they're all like, oh yeah, that's Oh yeah. That's okay then. <laughs> and uh, Can I just steal your car? Oh yeah, that's yeah. okay then. <laughs> and uh and just and the first series is fantastic. And it's set in two thousand six. Martin Freeman is the main character. Um I'm trying to think if there's anyone else of note in that first season. I, I mean everyone's really... of note. Oh, Colin Hanks. Who is Tom Hanks's son, I believe. He's in it. And he's very good in it as well. But that first series is... The first episode of that first series is one of the best pieces of TV I think I've ever seen. Genuinely. It, it is. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I know nothing about <laughs> shooting and mm. filming and all of that stuff. But it is, it is shot so incredibly it really, well. Yeah, it really it is. is such a beautiful piece of cinematography. Beautifully acted. Beautifully directed. Yeah. And just... Like the moments of because quite a lot quite often with American TV shows it's like pause for laughter but this it it's like so incongruously funny yeah. that you're sitting there wetting yourself while some actually intense drama is going That's on. That's it, yeah, because it's it's a drama but it's funny a lot, um, which is really helped by the accents. Because yeah. you've got this serious, you've got some serious drama and like murder and stuff. With the happening. most charming accent. We're just yeah, just like oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just uh, what, I was about to give a spoiler there. <laughs> what what you doing there? <laughs> you know, and it's what you doing, bud? But season two is set in the seventies, 
and follows a different storyline. Uh, and again, season two has Ted Danson in it. We'd just like to point out, big up Ted Danson. I'm a really big fan of Ted Danson. But that also has Kristen, uh, Kirsten Dunst and um, Jesse Plemons, who played Todd in Breaking Bad. Um, Kirsten Dunst playing, who used to play Mary Jane in the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Uh, let's just give a shout out for my dislike for <laughs> superhero films. Um, who else? It's got, oh, it's got, um, oh, I can't remember her name because it's a complicated name, but it's the woman who played the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Um, you know. Her. <laughs> Female actor. Oh, and, um, um, uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is in the second series and has a very good part in it as well, actually. Might I add. Mm. Um, but it's just fantastic. But my point being, I've been watching season two and trying to catch up because I was watching it when it came on TV originally. Um, but it was while I was at university and then deadlines kicked in and I had to stop watching it cause week by week because it, cause it was yeah. on Channel 4, I think. Um, and it's all on Netflix now and they've just added season three to Netflix, which I'm very excited for because it has Ewan McGregor and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead... So so I, I'm literally just now realising that I haven't seen Series 3 and that I need to go do that. And I think, because we were planning on having a night out, I think I'm skipping the night out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, lads. <laughs> I'm staying in and marathoning Fargo. Yeah. So I'm... Or I could, I could take... I could watch it on my phone and... On my on the night out, you could if you got like the good earphones that go right in, like yeah. noise cancelling ones, and you could mm. just you if, pretend if, it's a silent disco thing, just yeah. sort of bob while you while you're watching it, and then no one will question you. But <laughs> it won't be a silent disco, so that won't really work. Actually, I don't know. No. But, but yeah, I'm about two episodes away from the end of season two, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's a roller coaster, man. It's it's so worth the watch. I can't can't begin to describe. Um, also. There's so much good TV at the moment. David Letterman has a new show on Netflix. Brand I've seen new show. it advertised. It's called. I've seen Barack Obama. Yeah. Is called... he asking about drone strikes? He, he doesn't. Uh-huh. He doesn't. That is the thing. That's a good Patton Oswalt bit of comedy about that. He's like every president can seem great and then have its flaws. Yeah. So he's like even George Bush. He was like, oh, you know, this. He did some great stuff, uh, and then the Iraq War, yeah. <laughs> and then Obama, and it was like, oh yes, Obama, he's great, first Medicare. black president. Yeah, for healthcare for everyone. Obamacare. Drone strikes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, and Trump. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what did he do? <laughs> he, well, uh, actually, did he do any? He sh- shut down the government today. Yeah, and <laughs> he sort of reignited peace talks with North Korea and South Korea. <laughs> yeah, if he's through like, negligence. Yeah. Through 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 the abuse of North Korea <laughs> has has brought the two Koreas <laughs> closer together. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> if I set my kitchen on fire but somehow that stopped the next plague. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's if you blew up your whole house. No, it's not. I'm trying to think of a better analogy, but I can't think of a good one. Or, or if I left a child neglected on their own, and somehow they managed to invent this incredible thing that fed themselves, that went on to save lots and lots of lives. Or, or, or he's got he, he's he's Brian is looking at me with the eyes of a man who has an idea. <laughs> you adopted a kid. I adopted a kid. Neglected it. Yep. 
And that brought it closer to its birth parents. <laughs> that is exactly it. That is the metaphor that we were searching for. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just a uh, side note. If you're listening, don't neglect kids. Yeah, that's we don't endorse that at all. <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor us to say no, that neglect... No, no I'm not, we're not taking that sponsorship. We'll, we'll sell out for a lot, but maybe not, not quite that. Um, Depends. We'll, we'll negotiate. <laughs> But David Letterman's new show is great. Um, yeah, it's it's monthly, which is really weird. There's a new episode monthly. every month. Yeah, but the first episode is him interviewing Obama, and it's a great interview. And it cuts away to talk about um, Senator John Lewis, who was one of the people who set up John Lewis the shop, walked over the bridge at Selma during the oh. civil <laughs> rights movement. <laughs> um, quite different. <laughs> <laughs> not quite equal achievements, I'm no, not sure. But, uh, I mean, John Lewis is is quality. They overpromise and underdeliver, or whatever. It is. Are you um are you comparing the civil rights movement? <laughs> are you comparing Martin Luther King Jr. to uh, what's that guy who owns John Lewis? And don't say John Lewis because it's not. It's that bloke off I think Dragon's Den. On balance, the adverts are quite good for John Lewis. Oh, oh there, a, there is an alarm going there's on. There's a bloody car alarm. We're sorry if you can hear that, but you know, you're going to have to deal with it because we're already 36 minutes into the podcast so we can't start again. Let's just hope that start, stops soon. Um, oh, it stopped. Beautiful. Can we get the next beer going? We can get the next beer going. So we are diving in. Well, not diving into because it's quite a small bottle. But we are <laughs> drinking slowly. The Southville Hop American IPA from the Bristol Beer Factory. So shout out to Bristol to being where we actually are. And that is 6.5%. Whoa, we did not look at that. We did not look at that. We are going to be slurring. We're going to be saying some things that we... Right, right, everyone be quiet just to listen to the... You ready? (laughs) Ready for the crack? <laughs> there we go. You, you know it's a tough podcast when the biggest laugh is an inanimate object that opens fear. Real tough crowd. <laughs> Shout out to our studio audience. <laughs> All right. That's... So I, I hope you're realizing, well, you're not realising because you're listening to this, but Brian, I hope you're realising that I've got an extra large head on mine trying oh, to reduce carbonation I didn't do that. inside my stomach. Bloat me up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. So on the nose, there is um, almost coffee notes. You get oh, coffee I, notes. <laughs> I've quite literally taken it on the nose <laughs> and stuck my nose in it. Whoops. Brian looks like a beery Rudolph right now. <laughs> I will not guide your sleigh tonight because I will crash it. <laughs> don't, like, it, Santa, if you're listening, don't ride a sleigh and drink, even though you drink the brandy. <laughs> the, no, I thought it's supposed to be like milk, isn't it? Well, it's, sometimes it's brandy. Imagine. It's it cold in the North Right, Park. if Santa was real, the amount. Shh. <laughs> actually, if you're listening to this. And you still believe in Santa, you are too young to listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, I just... The amount that he would drink. First off, so some people leave brandy, apparently. That's the yep, thing I wasn't entirely thing. sure of. So first off, just let's say 1% of the population left brandy. I'm sure it's more than that. But if it was 1%, he would be ruined, for starters. And that's just if 1%. Also, the amount that leave milk 
that's a lot of milk. Have you ever seen one of those like gallon of milk challenges on YouTube? <laughs> because people do not last very well. Have you ever watched one of those? I haven't, no. So it's one of those six pinter bottles of milk from Tesco. Oh my god. That's like a gallon yeah. in America. And you down the whole bottle. I, I don't think I have six I don't think I have a gallon's worth of blood. Yeah, people don't people throw up. It's yeah. it's the best ones are when people put food colouring in the milk and then they like chug it and then they start throwing up and it's like green because they've put like green food colouring. Well, I've that one. Yeah. I would recommend I would recommend your your definition of the best one <laughs> is very different to my definition of the best one. My but, definition of the best one is where someone drinks half a pint of milk and then it goes about their day and it's fine. Why? Right. Sorry. Why the fuck would you want to watch a video of someone drinking half a pint of milk and going about their day? Whereas there's nothing interesting <laughs> I would about prefer that. that to seeing someone puking up green milk. That's like something you'd see on Clickhole when they're like, this person drank half a pint of milk and then went about their day and then that's it and there's like nothing about it. Like, shop owners the... aren't sh- sure what to do about this situation. <laughs> like that Clickhole video we saw the other day when it was like, uh, man enrages friends by cutting uh, party sub the wrong way and he got like one of those like six foot subs and cut it like down the middle. Cut it instead. Width ways. Yeah, no, lengthways instead of widthways. Yeah. Yeah. And we both sat and watched the whole thing. It takes thing. about 30 seconds for this guy <laughs> to start at the top of the sandwich and work his way and all the way all down. all the way down it. Yeah. And then walks away. And that's mm. the whole video. Clickhole is the best content you can get on Instagram. I would recommend following that. Clickhole and The Onion as well. In fact, The Onion reposts stuff from Clickhole all the time. So I Yeah, I think they're affiliated companies. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so, what else... Did we want to speak about? I had, I, I had tings. I, I had tings. You, you had something about the world going to shit. But... Oh, right. Okay. So, every now and then, <laughs> I get these like weird moments of clarity. So, the world we live in right now is fucking weird. And everyone knows that. Right? We're in 2018. There's some weird screams from outside. <laughs> I was like... So, there you go. I'm talking about how like fucking weird... was like a birth. <laughs> I'm talking about how fucking weird the world is. And uh, and then we get some weird scream come from outside. Yeah. So no, but I uh, I get these weird moments of clarity every now and then, where I'm just suddenly like, how the fuck are we living in this world right now? <laughs> like, like there's just there's just certain things like the government outright lying, like the like the American government quite specifically, and Donald Trump just putting blatant lies out on Twitter, etc. And just that's fine. Yeah. And the government's shut down today, completely shut down, which means the troops aren't getting paid, etc., etc. And he's just tweeting about the fake news awards, these yeah. fake, fake news <laughs> awards that he's just made up and like has not had an award ceremony for. And then there's that, and then the amount of lies during the Brexit process. Yeah, and from both sides. From both, yeah, from b- both sides, but. Just the amount of lies told, and how that's just everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it, all right. it's, it's an accepted thing. That it happened. Sort of lies just happen. Yeah, and but people... it's like it's no one's held accountable anymore. No. The only people that are held accountable these days are people that have acted in like sexual misconduct. They're being held accountable I mean, left, right, a, and centre, and they definitely should be it's held a accountable. Start. <laughs> it's a they start. most certainly should be held accountable. But no one's holding 
the per- the most powerful man in the world, arguably, to account over yeah. the stupid shit that he's putting out online. I just I don't understand. And obviously, everyone is feeling like this. But just and I always feel like it. But it just it's settled in my mind. You know, it's just accepted because we all have to just accept it. But every now and then, I'm just like. How are we accepting this? <laughs> like, how are we just sitting here and let, letting this go? Have you heard of the comedian Harry Connabolu? I've not. Because every so often he tweets, we are day 200, 300, whatever, into the Trump presidency. Just a reminder that this isn't normal, and normal was pretty shit as well. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, like, you think about, like, Bush seems like a saint now. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, I saw... I saw like George Bush at the Trump inauguration when I was watching it on TV and I was just like oh yeah. it's George that Bush that nice cuddly guy who started the Iraq war it's like, just baffling did you, re- did you remember when the biggest scandal was that someone threw a shoe at George Bush <laughs> oh my god that was a beautiful video though he he, he proper sort of um, <laughs> matrixed out the way didn't he <laughs> He saw it coming towards him, and he, he almost had enough time to tie the lace as it went past his face. He, what, say what you want about George Bush's intellect, he's a graceful man. Yeah, I mean, like, as well. Fool me once. <laughs> Shame on you. Fool me twice. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> Some of the stuff that, that he came out with was comedy gold, and, like, mm. comedians loved Donald... Um, <laughs> Comedians love George Bush because he said some really dumb stuff sometimes. But Donald Trump is like another level, surely. It is, well, because me and you both love the political satire that The Onion and Clickhole put We out. do, we really do. But whenever, whenever Trump puts out a tweet, it's like, this is, if this came out on The Onion or some other satire site, it wouldn't be funny because it's too unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's not even it's not yeah it's not even funny because it's it's so far fetched that it's like that's completely unrealistic. Like yeah. that's not even satire because it's not even it's not realistic at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like it, it's similar to like a child going, "You're a poo poo head and you're a poo poo," and then like Trump actually tweets that. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is real life. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it just it's just some of the stuff. Ugh. Ugh, but yeah, it's just it, sometimes it it just baffles me that the of the state of the world that we're living in. Yeah, because not just the American government; it's our government as well. Like the blatant lies, like yes, the NHS is in crisis, but it's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like it's the <sighs> it's like one immigrant claiming for a heart bypass or something. Yeah, and yeah, and that, 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 I mean that's it. That's what I say about like the you know what happened in the process of going to the vote on Brexit. And the amount of lies that were told, the, the 300 million, 350 million pounds from the NHS. Yeah. Where's that going? No one, no one spoke about, you know, the, the 50 billion pound Brexit divorce bill, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And the argument of like, oh yeah, so we don't have to pay that. Okay, we might have to pay a bit of it. Okay, <laughs> oh, so, so we'll it, go yeah. back to the original 50 million that they required of us. <laughs> it's just, and, and, the, and the, the blue passports, fuck off. Fuck off with the stupid fucking blue passports, you piece of shit. Because, like, we could have just had blue passports while we are in the fucking EU. <laughs> they, that was so such a big deal. When they announced it, it was like, yes, we're getting our sovereignty back with a blue passport. So we're no not going to have these European burgundy passports anymore. They're going to be British blue. 
There is I'm no like... there is no European d- directive that specifically says you have to. They just say it would be nice. Yeah, we could have just could have changed the fucking passports. Yeah. But no, the bananas are too straight. Ugh. I just uh but so it's I, yeah, so one I, of the uh, things that I would like to point out to the listeners is me and Brian often do discuss like what are we gonna talk about on the podcast? What do you have to say on the podcast? And quite often Brian says to me, No, that's a bit too political <laughs> <laughs> But today I was just it was just when I was in the car on the way here and I had one of, I had one of these moments of clarity and I was like, What the fuck is going on? And I just, I felt like it was necessary today to talk about it on the podcast. You, because, yeah, sometimes I, it is like, yeah, this is, I don't, we, we don't like to be too political. We don't like to really express our political opinions on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, occasionally we'll, you know, we'll talk like, about. We'll hint at it. In fact, we? I got my favorite review um, from Liam. Liam T. Liam T. He is. That is the my babe. second favorite tea behind peppermint tea. <laughs> But yeah, he, he he weekly, every single episode, he sends us, like, a three-page report. He he listens, and he which, just... Which Brian does not send to me. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, need shade to, right now. I really need to start <laughs> sending you. I'm sorry. But my favourite thing that he has said, and my favourite review that we've had of any of our podcasts, or any reviews that we've, we've had... I still liked Corey's one before. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Corey Chapaluk. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, I, uh, I'd be, oh, he said, uh, oh my fucking God, the hanging in there joke, Jesus Christ. Because remember when we were talking about Logan Paul and you said about, and you said the words hanging in there <laughs> and it was, we were like, that is very not, uh, not the appropriate joke to make right now. But you didn't mean to, it was just, no, it just I, came out. I, <clears throat> th- that's the thing. If I'd meant to make it, then maybe I would have stood there and. I, I probably wouldn't. I would probably apologise for it, but it was it came out of my brain. Yeah, like you just entirely. didn't. Yeah, it was just an accident. But he said, "I'd be sad if you didn't discuss the Logan Paul video. I've likened you guys to Philip DeFranco in some capacity. Sometimes mm. you guys navigate controversy fairly well." Like uh, Philip DeFranco. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so Philip DeFranco is a YouTuber, and he quite often reports on uh, political stuff, and he often sits on the fence. Mm. Although he's it's similar to us, he sits on the fence, but his political opinions bleed through. Mm. But he's a lot more right wing than us. Mm. He is a uh, Republican, and he's quite libertarian. Right. Which I think is. Uh, I'm good. I'm about to start talking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is an unacceptable position, but I also disagree with it fundamentally. Mm. I'll tell you what, Brian. Yes. I was reminiscing about a story because we're gathered here with our friends. Uh, a lot of these friends went to Munich with us and it reminded me of a story of when we went to the Jack Rabbit in Munich oh yeah <laughs> and so we were queuing up and this is such a hilarious story because there is no villain there is and no villain in this it story it was just so ridiculous well that... well you you, you can't right. calm yourself I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's such a ridiculous story and it is just mistranslation to hilarity so we were standing in the queue, and apparently Jackrabbit Munich, it has two sections. There's a gay club, and there's a hetero club. It was just that night. Was it just that night? Yeah, because remember, we went back two nights later, or the, or the next night. I didn't make it the two nights Oh, later. me and some others went back, <laughs> and we went into the... The bigger room was a lot nicer, mm. where they were having the gay thing that night, so... Continue. So, so we were standing in the queue, and the bouncer says to us, and he's he's ge- he's German, <laughs> but his English is very good, and and his English is very good, like a lot of Germans. But so through the translation, 
what he says to us is, are you gay or are you normal? <laughs> <laughs> and so you can definitely see how Google Translate made that funny thing happen. But my God, is that a politically incorrect thing to say? <laughs> it was just so, we were all like, oh. We were also bewildered. Yeah, it was a it was a moment. It was a moment. <laughs> but uh, that was I was reminiscing about that today. Not that specific moment, but that, <laughs> you know that that trip. Um, it was a good trip. Munich is a beautiful city. It is, and uh, I would recommend it to anyone that even remotely would like to go. Because we went for Oktoberfest quite specifically, but we. We spent one day? We spent one day at Oktoberfest and the rest was just in Munich. And Munich as a city was fantastic. It like was I fell amazing. in love with it like instantly. Um, I do love me some architecture. Oh, there's some good architecture in Munich. Mm. Specifically at the Allianz Arena, <laughs> which you called... Uh, the we... Alon Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and the one was like, Olympic Stadium? And we were like, and no, 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 like, no. Oh, Shut we, up, Ben. We've just let the idiot talk. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good trip. But yeah, the uh, the gay or normal thing that was uh, yeah that was interesting <laughs> to say the least. Whew. But I'm enjoying being in Bristol. We had a walk around just now. Um, we sort of got back and set up. And so anyone that hasn't been to Bristol, it is hills. It's Every- hills for days. Everywhere you walk is uphill. I don't care if you're coming or going. <laughs> you walk uphill all the time. <laughs> You, you you go to a place and you're walking uphill, and then you and leave you come it. back and you're walking uphill yeah. still. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's uh, it's been a journey today, but I mean, I mean, it's been quite a big journey for me considering I travelled all the way from London today. So <laughs> you it's, did. Uh, it's I've I've been journeying a lot, but I'm looking forward. We're going to a propaganda night tonight. Which we are going to a propaganda. It's very exciting because I when I was at university, I used to go to propaganda a lot. I wasn't in Bristol, but they do propaganda in a lot of places. And propaganda was my night, like almost every Saturday we went to propaganda, and you know I love to get my boogie on to some good indie tunes, so some, some nineteen seventy five, some Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> some not nineteen forever. Give me oh, that! Oh my god! Yeah. Whenever not nineteen forever comes on in the club, me and Brian find each other and just <laughs> sing the lyrics at each other. It's like we just instantly know where each other are exactly like. <laughs> it's like um you know in scrubs where jd and turk have that sex gong <laughs> and they gong it and wherever they are in the world they hear when whenever we're listening to not 19 forever we know we just know I'm like get, we're just sitting there and i'm like get your hand off my thigh <laughs> and that's it oh that is gosh. a lyric from not 19 forever for anyone that didn't know oh um also Recently, I saw, uh, last week, I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, and I cannot even begin to recommend that film, because it is just so fucking fantastic. <laughs> that sounds like you don't recommend that, that film. That does, doesn't it? As I said it, I was like, mm, this maybe wasn't the best choice of words, but I, I can't begin to describe how good it is, and I can't recommend it enough, is what I should there have said. Um, it, Francis McDormand, as the uh, main character is phenomenal. So the plot of the film is basically this woman, uh, her daughter was raped and murdered. Oh my God. Yeah. like I was not expecting that. Yep. Like uh, seven months before the film starts. Mm-hmm. And 
Well, she was like raped, murdered, and then like set on fire. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's, it's dark, right? I thought it was in, like three bo- billboards outside Missouri or whatever it's called. <laughs> Sounds like a comedy film about some teenagers who go on a road trip. <laughs> no, I mean it is quite funny to be fair. Okay. I mean, the context, the context <laughs> is right. So that's and she. Uh, there's been no arrests made at this point, and mm-hmm. she's angry. So she buys the advertising for these three billboards. Mm-hmm. Hence the name of the film. Okay, I'm I'm on board with this. And the three billboards. Billboard. So as you drive down this road, the first billboard says, <laughs> "Where?" Sorry, what was that? What did I miss? <laughs> I, I I said I'm on board with this. I'm on billboard, and one person in the room laughed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the, as she's driving, as you drive down this road, the first billboard says, "Raped while dying." Oh my god. The second billboard says, um, "But still no arrests." And the third billboard says, how come Chief Willoughby? Like, calling out the police chief in the town. And this causes, like, huge controversy in the town, because everyone in the town loves the police chief. This has caused huge controversy within me. Yeah. And, like, so everyone's, like, up in arms about these billboards. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for putting your arms up there, Ben, for everyone that can't see, because it's a podcast. (laughs) Um... And, yeah, well, hopefully this live audience of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people is the minority of people that will listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, thank you. But, yeah, we're, we're going for a wider audience here. Um, yeah. Not, not saying that anyone's too thin or too wide. <laughs> But we want wider, so if everyone can sort of pack on the pounds, we'd really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Um, but yeah, and and then, you know, everyone in town is against these billboards, and she just wants some arrests made about mm. her daughter's murder, essentially. Yeah. And she's, you know, getting, getting herself into all sorts of trouble. Scrapes and japes. Woody Harrelson plays the police chief, and he is Woody, Woody fantastic. That's probably, like, some of the best acting I've seen from Woody Harrelson. Like, he's... Amazing in it. He's just saying something because he's a good actor. He's a good actor, yeah. But no, he's fantastic in it. Um, you've got Sam Rockwell, who was in The Way Way Back and uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Love some Hitch. Have you seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I have. He plays. Um... Oh, the guy you... with two heads. Zaphod Beetle. Zaphod. Beeblebrooks. Beeblebrooks. One of those two. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, considering considering Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is my favourite book, you'd think I remember the name better. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's phenomenal. Like, usually I've only do, seen do him you, in, like, Do you know what the title of the book is? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, what's the title of the radio series? I don't know. Do Androids Dream of Electric Slip? No, no, it's not. Is it not? No, it's oh, not. Okay. That that is Blade Runner. <laughs> ah, I messed it up, lads. <laughs> you know when you think you know a thing, and then you try and prove that you know a thing, and you don't know things. Yeah, I do not. But know that, yeah, that's Blade Runner. Yeah, but you know, you knew that. It is a sci-fi thing. You knew a thing, thing so you know, you knew tings. <laughs> I keep using the word tings, tings. lately, and I'm really enjoying it. Um. But yeah, and he is for not. I've only seen him in like comedy acting roles where he's just playing kind of a bit of a dumbass, like. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, his character in the film is an idiot, but he's like, <laughs> there's. Starting to think that Woody Harrelson <laughs> might be an idiot. Not Woody Harrelson, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He hosted SNL like last week. 
<coughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a tickle in the There throat. is some plague going on. Yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, he, he just blew it out of the water. Like, really? Because he's, he's this ignorant, like, racist, homophobic, horrible person. And, like, his character just goes through this, like, journey in the film. And it's fantastic. There's a very shocking scene that I'm not going to spoil, obviously. But it he it's... I was, like, taken aback by what I was watching. Like what was happening on screen in front of me. Mm. It was nothing, like, scandalous. It wasn't like, you know, there wasn't, like, sort of child abuse or anything like that. But it was just it was just what was happening in front it's of you. And it presentation. was presentation. Like, yeah, and it, it, it was just shocking and quite horrific, and it it, it was fantastic. And I was, you know, I was with my partner in the cinema, and, like, there was a part, and she was just like, <gasps> and I was like, oh. And it, it really just... You need to you need to see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri because it was <laughs> such a good film. <laughs> and I think that this is something that I say quite a lot on this podcast. But art makes you feel things. Art is something mm. that produces emotions within you. Yeah. So that sounds like you had some emotions. I had a lot of emotions watching that film, mm. and it was just fantastic. And I think it's the best film I've seen in a while. Um, and. Definitely, just I, I can't recommend it enough. I really can't. <laughs> and I spoke to my one of my friends uh, from uni who I speak to about films a lot, and he's very opinionated about films specifically, and he often doesn't like things. Uh, whereas I am quite the opposite. I usually, I I love films. So when I watch a film, I generally love it. Like even if it's an okay film, I'll be like, I really I, I enjoyed it because mm. I just love film whereas he loves film but he, he loves good film yeah <laughs> you know and it's uh yeah quite often <clears throat> i um i say that there is no bad theater we, and, and that's not what that i mean that there are no bad shows but every single show has something good in it yeah that's yeah that's and, kind of that's how i am with films essentially you know and so one of my new year's resolutions is to because we live and work in london mm-hmm. is to go and see more shows in london hmm. so for I think about fourteen pounds, I'm going to see a show outside my work mm-hmm. um, next Wednesday, which I will give a review for you lads on the podcast. Nice. Well, when you want to go see shows, let me know. I a sort sort of date. I'm not talking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you've already got tickets for this one. <laughs> but I mean, in the future. If you want to things and that you're not on a Tinder date, I have other ways of sourcing r- romantic attachments which other are? than Tinder, which are meeting people in real life <laughs> through university. Okay, all right, we did the same course and we sat next to each other and we got talking, but whatever. <laughs> but you're not at university anymore. I'm not. At university. And you work mostly from home. And I work mostly from home, and the people that I do work with are substantially older than me. So what you're saying? Is you meet all your dates on Tinder. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I found really funny about coming to Bristol is I came to Bristol and I put on my Snapchat story, way, 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 this, this cool thing in Bristol. And one of the girls that I matched with on Tinder was like, oh, are you in Bristol? It's <laughs> <was> like, hmm. <laughs> I may be. <laughs> I may be. <laughs> but yeah. Three billboards <laughs> outside. I, I love it. I love it when we go on such a tangent that you have to bring us back. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
Go and see it before it's out of the cinema because it is the best film you will see this year, probably. It's very early in the year, so that's a very broad statement. We've got a lot of good films coming out this year. We've got the next Jurassic World film. We've got the next oh, Avengers. That's not going to be good. Infinity either. War. Avengers Infinity War looks no, good. No, they're going to gonna make up some rules and the man's going to go, Arr! and then he's going <laughs> to overcome those rules. I promise you. I promise Puts you. Puts a little bit of extra effort in, yeah. and then that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was saying about, like, there's good films coming out, big budget superhero dinosaur movies aren't exactly what I was meaning. <laughs> they were the first ones that popped into my head. Well, um, I have a question, actually. Oh. There is a question As from the floor. fellow <laughs> film and TV student. Okay. Um, what is your Oscars pick? So the my, question was, oh. because I know that the mic won't, p- won't pick that up. As a That's fellow true. film and TV student, what are your Oscar picks? My Oscar picks. This this is big. So I, th- I'm just going to open our Hop Hand Fallacy by Lost and Grounded, which is, which is a very good name. And in Bristol. And in Bristol. I'm just going to crack it open. Um, oh, my Oscar this. picks. Crikey, says the bottle opener. <laughs> uh, I, oh, bloody hell. I mean, there's a lot of categories for the Oscars. Um, I think Gary Oldman's going to win Best Actor for his portrayal of Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. I really like that he's becoming an old man. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, have we got... We're even? I think we're even. I just have a bigger head. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gary Oldman, I reckon... I haven't seen Darkest Hour, but I... Have you seen it? Okay, I want to see it. I hear Gary Oldman is very good as Winston Churchill. Is he? Yes. Yeah, then there we go. Um, I think... said yes for anyone who didn't pick that up yes. on the mic. Are you asking what I think is going to win or what I want to win? Uh, from she, your opinion. She said, uh, from your opinion. <laughs> well, I haven't seen enough of the, uh, the sort of award season films yet. I think Gary Oldman is going to win that, though. And I think Frances McDormand is probably going to win for three billboards because she won the Golden Globe as well, so that's a good, like, telltale sign. I think potentially the best picture could be The Shape of Water, which is Guillermo del Toro's new film. Um, I quite want to see that. I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, ooh, uh, I think special effects could go to Star Wars. Or the shape of water, maybe as well, actually, because the it's about like a fish man or something. That's all I know about it at this point. <laughs> uh, I like that Brian is often very, very sort of clued up on films, and it's like, oh yeah, so this came from this, and this came from some some sort of Japanese inscription <laughs> on a wall in a palace six thousand years ago. But uh, there's a water bloke in it. And this one's know. about a fish man. Yeah, yeah there's, there's <laughs> some some guy who eats some kelp or something. I don't know. I would like to see uh, some form of award. I think maybe best adapted screenplay for the disaster artist um, with James Franco and Dave Franco. But then I think maybe James Franco might get kind of uh, nixed at the Oscars because of certain allegations that come out against him recently. Has he had some allegations? He's had five. Uh, oh no! But he won the Golden Globe and he won the Screen Actors I, Guild. I, I, I don't think you want to follow that statement with that statement. I mean, no. no what, what I'm saying is in terms oh, of oh, so he still won it awards. despite. Well, he won the Screen Actors Guild award despite, but he wasn't there to accept it because of all the allegations and stuff. I don't think they're very serious. I'm not sure because there's levels. I think mm. with this, with this, none of it's good, but there are levels. There are because you know. 
you're not quite... It's like the... Right, we said we weren't going to get onto this, we... but I just need to just throw this out there. The Aziz thing is not the same as the Harvey Weinstein thing, and that's all I'm going to say about it. And that's how... When, I talk, when I'm saying levels, that's all I'm saying. That's what, that's what I mean. There is bad, and then there is unforgivable. Yeah... Yeah, I, and there is and there is space in between those two things. Yeah, there's there there is a spectrum maybe, yeah. um, which maybe I don't which I don't think everyone sees. I think there's this. There is a lot of binary thinking, which is there's uh, this going there's back to... sexual misconduct, and then it's you're an abuser, and I don't necessarily agree with 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 everything and that's that's not me saying that i don't think that any of it's wrong i think all of it is inherently wrong and and if anyone feels uncomfortable at any point then then that... you're doing the wrong thing yeah. certainly like and i com- i completely agree with that and part of this conversation about aziz ansari that's come up is that in terms of what's okay it's like as soon as you realize someone's not enjoying it why would you even want to carry on yeah and like i get that like in terms of that kind of thing I would I wouldn't even be interested in continuing with something if I thought the other party wasn't having a good time mm. so what so you know there you go but, yeah so that's where the line is but yeah I think but all I'm all I mean is there's levels is 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 my point and yeah it's, it's a very subtle point to make that will be taken out of context oh, almost then. when me and you are rich or famous <laughs> they yeah. will be replaying this but I uh it's. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, let's be honest. When I'm rich, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think anything I've said there is in, is inherently wrong. I'm not defending anyone, most certainly. Like, no. I'm not de- defending the actions of anyone, including Aziz Ansari or, or anyone. Um, I'm. All I'm saying is there are different levels to it, and I think. I think everyone could could agree that there are different levels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that anything is. Uh, it's n- nothing's permissible. Yeah, nothing's okay. <laughs> Not nothing's okay, but <laughs> in terms of in in that regard, none of those things are okay. But some are significantly worse than others. Is is my point? I'm so glad that we agreed <sighs> not to talk about. This. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, right, we need to drink up. We well, we told to drink we up. told these people an hour, and we're an hour and ten. So. <laughs> Um, also, I'm really hungry. I had some really nice falafel. I really though, yeah. need to pee as well. Um, <laughs> so, Brian, <laughs> that's the problem with drinking for an hour. <laughs> how's how's veganuary going? Mm. Yeah, we haven't even spoken about that. Yeah, so I've been it, doing for that. listeners who don't know, I am a vegetarian. Well, ethical omnivore, if you want to put labour on it. <laughs> if there's, if there's meat. <laughs> I think you put a very, very strong label on that. That is in the strong, in the biggest, strongest font you could find. <laughs> that is in word art that rainbow colour. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, so what I'm trying to say is I'll eat meat if it's going to waste because I think it's disrespectful to leave meat to go mm. to waste. I think that's a wonderful But you have uh, committed for the holy month of January <laughs> Yes, I have. to be a vegan. And you're doing yeah. very well. We almost bought a milk stout because I love a milk stout. I mean, do do, do you like... You love, you love a milk stout? I like milk stouts. See, the last time we had a milk stout on this podcast, it was fucking awful. It was really awful. <laughs> so I kind of steer away from milk stout. That's the only milk stout I've ever had. So 
Maybe you need to show me a good milk stout. I'll tell you what they do with milk stouts. And everyone who cares about yeast. (laughs) Just listening. So, what they do with milk stouts is they add lactose, which is a type of sugar that the yeast cannot digest. So, that's why it tastes so sweet. And that is why it is a milk stout. Because the yeast cannot digest the lactose. You've all learned today. You didn't want to. (laughs) You didn't ask for it. But you've got it. It's in your head. Can't get it rid. Can't get rid of it. I actually zoned out while you were saying that. <laughs> I got really bored, and I just started thinking about the buckfast that's next to me, which we need to crack open in a sec. We need to buck our ideas up, <sighs> and we need to buck quickly, fast. Some may say, buck you strongly off this fucking podcast. <laughs> the alternative twat's podcast. The alternative with... twat. Podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say just the one now. So I'll tell you about this really cool uh, black and white film that I saw. Uh, this is a black and white film. Oh, okay. Well, that, that was what, me, being Brian. Actually, oh, that was me okay. being Brian. There are some great black and white films. You So, you know, if you want to <laughs> the go there. The one with the dog. <laughs> what was that one with the dog? The well, artist? The artist, yeah. I didn't see that. I know it won like a bunch of awards, but I didn't bother seeing it. Yeah. It was a silent film as well, I think. So, you know. Maybe I'm going to take a leaf out of that book and just be silent for a while. <laughs> Something that really interests me is we keep getting these like black and white versions of films that come out in colour. Like Logan, for example, which was great, which was uh, the newest Wolverine film. I thought that was like an expose on Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's, yeah, it is... Uh... The newest Wolverine film. Drink up, my friend. Oh, yeah, alright. Oh, you fucking talk about something for a second. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what Logan is without knowing what Logan is about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Logan is following Logan Paul throughout his life, where he just, like, dabs at random intersections. And it, it's what it is, it's him sort of reading inspirational quotes and then dabbing while walking down the street and hitting people with his dab. And so, there's a man who loses his eye through him dabbing too hard onto his own eye. Um, and, and I think that like that sort of expose is really needed in today's society because actually dabbing is quite a dangerous activity. And, and not a lot of people are talking... No one's talking about are it. Are you done? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Logan is the latest Wolverine film and it's about Wolverine when he's, like an old ma- when he's become like an old man. I realise I have seen Logan. <laughs> yeah, you are great. Fucking... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Great, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ben. Did you like it? It was alright. It, it, I know you don't like honestly, superhero films. So. It, it had the example scene where he was trapped, and then there was a thing on top of him, and then he just went, <laughs> and but he managed he, to free himself. Well, he had to like inject himself with that shit, didn't he, to do it? So it wasn't just a bit of extra. Yeah, evidence. but so. What what that film is telling me is to take anabolic steroids, steroids yeah. um, and try a little bit harder. Right, we're gonna whack out this butt fast. But Logan it was a great film, but they released a black and white version. Another film, even better than Logan, Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh, I love me some Mad Max Fury Road. That was bloody brilliant film. Um, they released a black and chrome version. Oh, that's so good. And I haven't seen it, but uh, right. It's on Netflix now. Well, the black and chrome version. No, the oh, yeah, Mad Max is on Netflix. Yeah. So I've just, I've just taken some Buckfast on the nose. Oh, I forgot how weird it's, this is. Uh, it's almost plasticky. Yeah, it... <laughs> mm, shall we? Uh... <laughs> 
That is a drink. That is a thing that I have put inside my body consensually. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again. That's Buckfast, yep. How would you, uh, how would you, how would you describe that? It's like blackberry butter. Oh, that's a good description. That makes you go, as you're drinking it. I, I, I would describe it as someone sort of pelting fruit at your face. Sort of. I have a good description, at, actually. At, at a, at a high velocity. What's mm. your good description, Brian? For fans of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Thank you. <laughs> not, there is... not formally known of do androids dream of electricity. <laughs> not that, no. Um, there is a drink in that called the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Which, the effects of which is something along the lines of feeling like you're having your brain smashed in by a gold bar wrapped with lemon. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I feel like this would be that wrapped with blackberries. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. is that is very astute. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's almost too astute. <laughs> too astute. Oh, okay. So also, one thing that we haven't spoken about is the meme of the day. Meme of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I I thank my chorus of clappers. <laughs> um. It. It's, ama it's amazing. The Uganda Knuckles meme. It's just... Uganda Knuckles meme is the best meme. So I was watching a video about uh, someone talking about why it's not problematic, which is interesting. Ooh, because there's been that's a, an interesting There's take. been a lot of... Uh, I, I will admit firsthand that it is problematic. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of articles and stuff saying it's problematic and stuff. And it's just... I mean, if you... This guy's examples were... You, if you go on the Ugandan server... For VR chat, where the Ugandan Knuckles meme, the VR chat is where the Ugandan Knuckles meme has originated from. And if you go on the Ugandan server, it's all Ugandan Knuckles. Like <laughs> they they love it. And the the whole do you know the way that that whole thing came from a Ugandan film. Like so, it's a really I'm, or, I'm becoming indeed like Ugandan B movie kind of film. Yeah. And it's just, and there's Which a bit. Which is charming. Where, yeah, but there, it's a bunch of guys apparently, and they're like, "You know the way," etc., etc. So, I so there's there's a lot of reasons why I think it most certainly could be perceived as problematic, unless you knew about the context. But when without a context, it's and and every sort of a lot of, a lot of Ugandan people tend to love it. Generally, I'm not sort of right. So Ben's looking at people in the audience and mouthing the words "I need to pee." Yeah. <laughs> I just I wanted to point that out. I didn't want to let that slide. I, <laughs> I didn't want you let you get away with I'm that. I'm wriggling. <laughs> um, there has been a lot of liquid. Yeah, that has, it's been flowing. Mm. Um, Don't talk about that, please. <laughs> <laughs> flowing like a river. Oh. <laughs> this being being fed by, <laughs> yeah, by okay. a beautiful waterfall. So I'll, I'll tell you the thing I like about the Uganda Knuckles meme is that it doesn't involve any liquid at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just a lot of fun. It really. is a, it's, it's it's people being stupid. It's just and to be honest, that's what thing. the internet is about. It's about people coming together and being idiots. And it's the thing Absolute that idiots. everyone can get involved with. All yeah. you got to do is go. 
this going to be like when we're going to a club? Is this going to be like... Oh, no, we're not doing that, yeah. <laughs> Can I see <laughs> your ID? <laughs> <laughs> Like, really, someone in a club like... <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be too loud in a club for you to hear the uh, the clubs, but um, but yeah, no, I I I, I really yeah, yeah, I... Also, I'm really just enjoying Star Wars memes at the moment. This the, the sacred texts, the meme. sacred text memes, <laughs> so, so good. So we went to Clifton Suspension Bridge and then went to the Giant's Cave. Is it mm. the Giant's Cave? And there was the Giant's Cave storybook for very very young children. And that was a sacred text for me. <laughs> but no, just, one, no one got my reference. So the I'll... sacred text is it's just such a great meme. There's so many good Star Wars memes at the moment. The sacred texts, uh, amazing everything. Every word of what you just said was wrong, etc., etc. Um, right, Ben, Ben, you look like you're gonna. Yeah, burst. I'm, I'm. I'm about to uh, cry. <laughs> but the memes at the moment are on fire. They are spicy. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, there's another good one that I can't even think of right now. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to think of it. So, yeah, maybe we should just wrap it up here. It, it has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it has been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying doing this live. Yeah. And I think maybe once we get more people listening, <laughs> uh, it would be fun to do this like in an actual place yeah. with an actual audience on seats rather than all sat on the floor. With <laughs> um, Some of them eating pizza. So, <laughs> but yeah. doing it very quietly. Which we Very appreciate. quietly. I didn't hear a peep out of that pizza. <laughs> Touch the crust. <laughs> <laughs> smart move, smart he move. He did not touch the crust. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to order some falafel now, I think. Because I'm doing this veganuary thing. Yeah, that's sorry. Veganuary. We spoke, we started to speak about that, but we didn't finish. I'm just going to speak about that before you pee. I'm really sorry, Ben. <laughs> doing this veganuary nice. thing has been a lot of fun. Like, I... I'm so close to running out of the room. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to talk about Veganuary, so if you want to go and pee, just go do it. Oh, he's... Oh, Ben, careful. Whoa, okay. I just caught a glass as he ran out. So, uh, I, okay, I've been doing Veganuary. This is weird. This is the first time I've done this podcast without Ben sat next to me. Um, but at least I'm not alone in the room. At least you guys are all here with me. I don't feel too uncomfortable. <laughs> However, I did also do a lot of like my radio show alone, so it's not that weird. But then I could easily cut to a song if I had nothing left to say, <laughs> so I can't do that right now. Um, veganery has been really interesting to me so far. Like, I it has made me think about things in a completely different way, um, and it's made me get more creative with my cooking. Um, I have really enjoyed. I'm, I mean, I I love cooking. Uh, as I was doing this podcast today, Pam sent me a text uh, saying. Oh, you love cooking. You mention that only every week on the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so, all right, fair enough. <laughs> At least I know you've been listening every week. Um, but yeah, and it's just made me do some really fun and different things with the podcast. I mean, me and my family have been making Thai green curry for many years. And it's a dish we all love. And we made it with just vegetables recently. And we put some like tender stem broccoli in it and some edamame and like some really good stuff in it. And it just, it was so nice. And like, it was just nice without the chicken. Also, they, we usually put green beans in it. And I'm not a fan of green beans. So it was nice to not have them in it. Ben's back. 
I'm back. Which is nice. I've managed, yeah. to, I've managed I've, to talk solidly since you've been you away. You really so. have. And so what I want to say is, let's go for another hour. <laughs> 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 now that you've emptied that ladder. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Veganuary... I, I'm not going to be able to continue it after January. I know, like, for a lot of people, Veganuary is, like, the start of their vegan journey uh, and converts them. And I can totally see that perspective because I it has changed my viewpoints on eating meat uh, and on eating dairy completely. Like, sometimes I it makes me think, do you know, there really is no need to eat meat and or, or, to, or to have dairy at all. Because I thought being vegan would be really difficult. But before I even did this veganuary thing, I had been not eating dairy anyway. Because I'd been told to avoid dairy to help with my skin. And it actually has been helping quite He's a lot. He's looking like a fine specimen. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you're all laughing, but he is. <laughs> Thanks, Don't ben. you laugh at my boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's beautiful. I love you. Oh, wow, he actually <laughs> just kissed me. I, I um, kissed his cheek. Do you want to kiss me on the mouth? <laughs> I've had enough beer at this point. I, I, I like it with an audience. <laughs> well, wait, maybe. Worry, let me let me get. Yeah, you, There's you, some tension in the air. No? Well, he's not eating any meat today because he's a vegetarian. So sorry. But I can start. Ethic, ethically. What was it? Ethic, ethical om- omnivore. Ethical omnivore. There we go. Yeah. Um. But no, I I think for anyone that like has thought. That being vegan is difficult, or I thought maybe I like I'd want to do it, but I can't because it, it's just too awkward. It's not like we were in a place earlier that had no real vegan options, and I just got something without egg, and it was really nice. I got mushrooms instead. It was better than my thing with egg. <laughs> yeah, you got mushrooms with you. you yeah, stole I, else's I stole mushrooms. someone else's mushroom. Yeah, um, and I it's just I made this vegan lasagna the other day with butternut squash and mushrooms, and this cheese sauce that wasn't real cheese it was a lot it had vegan cheese in it and it had yeast and it had artichoke hearts in it it had yeast yeast <laughs> um and it was just and it tasted like it tasted like cheese like i, I and i ate it for the next two days for lunch because i had loads left over because it was quite big. And I, I think what you're saying essentially is like eating meat is a choice and most certainly uh, and uh also eating dairy is a choice which is a thing that i'm considering maybe cutting out as well but it seriously is but like yeah but the, the the main point of it is is like you do have a choice over over these sort of things you have a, you have a choice over more things in your life than you think yeah so if you try and take a little bit of power over those sort of things even if you go vegan for a month and then continue eating meat you will probably eat meat less yeah I, so my my thing now is i'm not going to continue this after january i do miss eating certain meat things mm. I, I genuinely do and because of the amount that I love cooking I I love doing tons of different things with different meats and different like you know cheeses and stuff as well so I I can't keep this up um, and it and that that is a choice I'm making and it's a choice I feel bad about making mm. because being doing this vegan thing has made me realize it's got to a point where I watch like so you know you get those cooking videos on Facebook mm. I watch one of those and I see raw chicken and it makes me feel slightly sick. And I and I think and I can't look at it now without thinking that was once a chicken. Alive, that was a yeah. live thing. And it just it doesn't make sense at all that we eat meat and we eat dairy. It doesn't make any sense at all. And yet 
I'm going to go back to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me a shitty person, I think. Because fair enough, if and I'm not saying I'm not saying that makes everyone who eats meat and dairy a shitty person because it doesn't. But I think it makes me specifically shitty because I look at it and all of those things go through my head before I have to eat it, mm. and I will still choose to eat it. But also that is on on the same level that is making me more conscious of everything I eat, and I think it's gonna cause me to eat a, a lot less meat and a lot less dairy. Yeah, avoid meat rather yeah. than. It's uh, meat is always going to be eaten for a reason. Yes, like I'm not. It's, yeah, because sometimes in my house we'll have something that doesn't supposed to have meat. Isn't supposed to have meat in it. And my mom would say, "Should we have some chicken with this or something?" And I'm like, "There's no point. Mm. Like there's no. It's not necessary." Um, and I think a lot. I think I'm going to try and eat vegan at home. No, that's really? the thing that a lot of people are doing. Like eat vegan at home. Like you don't always have to eat vegan. When yeah. you go out or, you know, if you get something from somewhere, but eating vegan at home, I think, is a big change that can make a difference. Because the main reasons for me, in terms of going vegan, which I haven't gone vegan, I just did this veganuary thing. Mm. A, I wanted to challenge myself because I don't have a lot of willpower when it comes to food, um, <laughs> which is which has b- bothered me for a long time. Um, and I wanted to see if I could do it. And it hasn't been a struggle at all. Mm. There's been a couple of days where I've been really like, I really want some meat mm. I just want I, and, and it's it, sometimes it is difficult <laughs> but generally it's not hard at all like I've barely had that struggle it's only been very recently uh, after it's been a while starting to get on for a while that I've been like I could really go for some ribs yeah. <laughs> you know but even saying the word ribs now I'm like that's an animal's ribs yeah someone's ribs and like and it's someone's ribs <laughs> it's just I don't know it's, it's, it's a weird thing that I've got to get around in my head mm. I think that I have not quite got round yet because I'm aware, I'm so much more aware of everything now. And I always was aware, but I never had any empathy Mm. for animals before. And now it's like, it's just difficult because it's like, it's so clearly obvious that I don't need it. You've done it. (laughs) Because I've done it for the last three weeks now and it's, it's, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And I need I, to get my head around it. But. What I'm excited is for next week for you to be like, so uh, what have you done this week, Brian? So I, I had six chickens on Monday, <laughs> <laughs> 17 elk. Well, that's the thing as well. When I, do I, start I ate an endangered to... omnivore on, <laughs> on Wednesday. But that's the thing. When I go back to eating meat, I'm really going to have to gradually do it. I'm mm. going to have to have a little bit because otherwise I'm just going to throw up. Yeah. I'm going to eat a chicken and I'm going to throw up because I haven't and my body's like not used to it anymore. Um so that's another thing which will in turn make me eat less meat, I think. Mm. Because I'll have to when I go back to eating it finally, I'm going to have to eat it in like small bits. So I'm not going to just be like throwing meat into my Gorging face. On yeah. It, yeah. So I think Hopefully it should be fine. But there's a lot of good vegan junk food as well. For <laughs> like barbecue Pringles are vegan. I've become a fucking crisp fiend <laughs> since, since doing this vegan thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's about time that yeah. we do wrap this up. Because yeah, we so, said an hour and it's now an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so d- do let us know your experience of Veganuary. And do let us know if you've got any opinions on what we've been talking about today. Yeah, we'd love to hear them as always. If you go on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> alternative twats with a four for, for the, the four. A of the twats, not for the alternative <laughs> or the other A in alternative. <laughs> oh. But you know that already. Yeah. But I've very much enjoyed our Bristol beers. 
Yeah, they've I very been much very good. Enti- enjoyed my time in Bristol, and this is our first sort of experience of doing the podcast away, which it we're is, wanting to yeah. do more. And so, I don't know if we want to unveil this. Do we want to unveil this? I think maybe we. Uh, well, you've said uh, it now. No, no, no. <laughs> I was no, going to no. say we probably shouldn't. We'll, we'll we'll have an announcement on the next podcast about. Yeah, once we fully sorted it <laughs> and discussed it. No, sorry, guys. No. About we, an exotic podcast. Because we need to fully sort it. Yeah, we haven't booked if, it. If yet, we okay. sort it, if we say it and then don't get it sorted, then it's going to be a problem. Mm. So. See it, say it is, say it sorted. See it, say it sorted. As TFL said. That is a very important slogan that we shouldn't make fun of, actually. <laughs> it is very important. Well, I just wanted to raise awareness. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it wasn't a cheap joke. Why do you look at me with that view? Anyway, All right. Brian, we have had a lot of fun. We have. And, and we would like to say a big thank you to you guys for sitting and listening to yeah, us. Yeah, for in our audience. <laughs> Can I give a shout out to our audience for being so quiet? Yeah, you've done incredibly well. Because I was you're really... not very good at it. <laughs> no, you're not. No. Not at all. There you go. Um, also, that was a really weird experience having people applaud us for, this, for doing this fucking podcast. We just set up this podcast because we thought it would be a fun thing to do because we enjoy talking to each other and it means so much to us that it actually means something to people. So, thanks again for yeah. listening and thank you to everyone at home listening. Um, we would love to do this again sometime, like we in, in person with people here. Mm. Um, so we'll see because so let us know if it was good for you. Yeah, um, and we will see you all in two weeks. We will, uh, and for the next edition, which will be Super Bowl Day. Oh, I'm a big Super fan of the NFL, but I don't we care probably about won't be talking NFL. about the Super Bowl much because. You don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Won't, we won't have recorded it on that day. Probably, I will be so. choosing to take the sack on that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, it was really nice having you with us, and um, I love you. <laughs> ben. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> this... Yeah, yeah, all right, I love you too. Right. <laughs> on that note, it's time to end. That sounded like the end of QI, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, it's uh, it's the end of the podcast. So, so yeah, yeah. Thanks again for listening, and we love you all. And send us your thoughts, questions, recommendations, etc., etc. And send us your thoughts as well. And your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.